Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. On Long Shot Season 2, Payback, legendary women's soccer coach Anson Dorrance told me there are players he has paid to coach. Oh, what a finish by Jess McDonald! And players he'd coach for free. One touch! Oh my goodness! But that he would pay to coach Jessica McDonald. I ran away from home when I was 17 years old. She's had some difficult moments in her life, but there's something inside the great athletes that is why they're great. McDonald, first start for the U.S. women's national team. How about that? Listen to Payback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Hashtag Matter, a brand new eight-episode scripted podcast. Unit 510 Nora, we have a 999 shooting in progress. Down. Let me explain something to you about Gerald Hayes. He's one of those dudes that has that switch, you know what I'm saying? And by the time there was gunfire, that switch was turned all the way up. From Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio, I'm author and journalist Kate Bell, and this is Hashtag Matter. Listen to Hashtag Matter on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Will Fulton, and this is Thrillist Best Podcast. If you're wondering why I sound a little out of breath, I literally just walked back in the door from running, from working out, which I did after I took an edible. So today's episode is covering the overlap in two of my favorite things, weed and sports. This week, I decided to try working out while high. I have to say, I feel a little less sore, uh, a little more focused, maybe. And for some reason, I'm listening to more Bob Seger, but I think that might just be a coincidence. So anyway, I'm talking to former NFL player Eugene Monroe about how he uses cannabis to manage chronic pain and his advocacy for cannabis in professional sports. We talked to Dr. Mike Hart who helps explain how cannabis can help physically and mentally for people with active lifestyles. I also ask him about my own edibles experience to see if I'm full of shit or not. Uh, And finally, I talked to Floyd Landis, who used CBD to help him recover from years of depression and substance abuse. It's a really cool story, so stick around for that. But first, I'm talking with former NBA pro Al Harrington and how he got into the cannabis industry and why he thinks it's time for the NBA to loosen up their own roles around cannabis Here's our call. I need to go get some water. I also need to be in better shape. Thank you. You're joining a call with one other person. Hey, what's up? It's Will from Thrillist. Hey, how you doing? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. I have to admit, first of all, I, I am I am a big fan. I always loved watching you play. Uh, 
Unfortunately, I'm a big Knicks fan, but you were a bright spot in those couple years you played for us, so I always loved watching you. Oh, thanks, man. I'm a, I'm a diehard Knicks fan, too. And we don't have much to cheer about right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> one day. Hopefully change is coming, brother. One, you know, one day. One day. We got to hold out hope. So I want to, you know, I, I feel like after you got done playing, you, you retired in, in 2015, you could have gotten involved with almost any type of investment opportunity. So why did you choose the cannabis industry? Something that might be a little bit, I don't know, riskier than, say, opening up a car dealership or something like that. You know, so back in 2011, uh, I, I signed a free agent contract, I think, in 2010 uh, with, the, uh, with the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, my grandmother came to see me play at the end of my first season. And when she got there, you know, she was taking all this medication and she pretty much, you know, I asked her why was she taking so much. And she gave me a whole list of things that she was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that she said that stuck out was glaucoma. So when she said glaucoma, it just so happened that literally two days before that, I was reading in the newspaper how um, cannabis is glaucoma patients, you know, medicinally. So I started telling her about it, and she was just like, you know, very, you know, kind of somewhat interested, but I kept calling it cannabis. So finally, she asked me what was cannabis, and I told her it was marijuana. Right. Reading, you know, she called the reefer, of course, and she was just like, boy, I'm not smoking no reefer. There's no way that's going to help me. And, you know, she shut me down. So the next day, I came home from shooting around about 11 o'clock in the morning. And she's sitting in the the kitchen complaining about how bad her eyes hurt. I just told her, I just said, listen, Grandma, why don't you just try cannabis? I said, you're in a state where cannabis is is legal. Um, You know, there's doctors that prescribe it. You know, I'll have my friend go to the store, go to the dispensary, and, you know, see what they recommend. So he came back with a strain called Vietnam Kush. We vaporized it for, had her try it. Uh, I took her downstairs. I went to the mat. Hour and a half later, I went to go check on her. And, you know, when I walked in the room, you know, her back was to the door and she was looking down. And, you know, I just, you know, asked her, like, I'm like, how you feeling? You know, I got, of course, I have a smirk on my face. And I'm not knowing how my grandmother's going to react to smoking, can- you know, smoking weed for the very first time. And, you know, her life is 79 years old. Right. And literally, man, she turned around and she was crying tears. And she looked at me and she said, Al, I'm healed. You know, you know I haven't been able to read the words of my Bible in over three years. And that's what happened from her trying cannabis for the very first time. And, that's what really inspired me to start learning as much as I could about cannabis, about the plant. And, you know, that's why I am where I am today is because of, you know, me seeing the way that, you know, it benefited my grandmother that, that quickly. That's awesome. So, you- And then, of course, the name of the company is called Viola, which is my grandmother's name. So, um, you know, when it came down to naming our company, um, you know, we decided, me and my co-founder, named Dan Pettigrew, um, we decided to name the company after the person that, inspired us to, you know, take a leap of faith and really jump into this industry. That's how we got our name, Viola. You know, Al, obviously you were a professional basketball player, so you know what it's like to operate at the highest level possible, at at least physically. Um, How do you think athletes can use cannabis to help heal their bodies, especially when compared to something like uh, painkillers, like opiates? Just speaking from your own experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, athletes, I mean, for, for a very long time have been using cannabis, right? You know, this is not a brand new thing, right? Um, when you look at, you know, what cannabis has done to athletes, and especially, you know, athletes of color, you know, you know, guys losing careers, losing scholarships, all these different things, you know, because they 
enjoy using cannabis or they use cannabis for different reasons that that could not be diagnosed at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain guys that just rather use cannabis than take an anti-inflammatory pill yeah. because of different things or opioid pill that, that, that's being prescribed to them. So I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, when you talk about, you know, what's best for the players and when you talk about, you know, quality of life after sports and different things like that, I think that cannabis is uh, something that, you know, guys can definitely use um, to prolong careers and obviously, like I said, be able to transition out of the game and, you know, feel better and have a regime that, you know, that I feel is very safe for them to maintain, you know, pretty much for the rest of their lives. You know what I'm saying? To be able to live, you know, live comfortably. And, you know, um, you know, when you think about the alternative for guys, because you need something, right? You yeah. know, I always tell people, like, we're athletes, like, you know, we build our bodies, we train our bodies up, you know, to, to operate or compete for hours. But a lot of times when we do our competitions and different things like that, it's a 30-minute competition. It's a five-minute competition if you swim or run or, you know, different things like that. Right. And now your body is like on edge and you're trying to figure out how to calm down. A lot of times, what you end up doing is, you know, drinking liquor, um, all these other things where I feel like, you know, and then you have these certain guys that already realize that cannabis is the play and they can use, you know, they can take a tincture, they can take a capsule, they can eat an edible, or maybe they can even smoke a joint. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And allow them to just relax and be able to, you know, allow their body to recover, you know, and, you know, for them to be all they can be the next day. So I just think that, you know, uh, professional sports needs it. I think that, you know, what people don't realize is the athletes are already using already. And when you look at, you know, all the sports, I feel like all the sports are on the rise. You know what I'm saying? I don't see one sport where I could say it's on a decline from a production-wise. The players aren't, you know, aren't as good or not getting better. These players are constantly getting better and better and better and better. And I'm telling you for a fact that cannabis is a part of their lifestyle. <laughs> um, as... So right now, you know, the NHL and the MLB have removed cannabis from their banned substance lists. Uh, the NFL has softened its stance to, in a lot of ways, I've always thought, and I still think that the NBA is maybe the most forward-thinking of the big four American sports leagues. But it does seem like in this issue, in, in cannabis specifically, they're a little behind. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just uh, stigma. I think that they're worried about perception. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, the NBA athletes probably are the most recognizable, um, out of all sports, yeah. right? So we understand where they're coming from, right? Because, you know, I have kids, right? And, you know, they look up at, you know, to a lot of these guys as role models. And, you know, I'm sure I, I don't want to see, I don't want my kids to see them in a commercial smoking weed or whatever. Like, I get it, right? Sure. But, you know, I think that this would be a cool way to do it. Like MLB just saying, we're no longer tested for, period. Done. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you know, they don't test them for alcohol use. They don't test them for pill use. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's all the other things they don't test for. So it's like, it's the same thing. Just, you know, just take it off the ban list. I think that, you know, that's just, I also think that they just, you know, the leagues just have to understand and just give the guys a little bit more credit than what they're giving them and just knowing that they are professionals, right? And, you know, I don't see anybody trying to, you know, get stoned before a, a game against, you know, Kevin Durant or against Steph Curry. You know right. what I'm saying? It just doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying? We're the world's greatest athlete, and we already struggle when we're sober, guarding each other. How are we going to go and decide to get high <laughs> and then try to go guard? You know what I'm saying? So I just think that guys have way more respect for them, for their games and, you know, and, you know, their craft that they would, you know, take this very serious, and I don't think that they would abuse it. 
When do you think our Knicks are going to be good again? As soon as they get Harrington Wellness and Backstrap <laughs> Cream in the locker room, when they get my topical, when they get my my my, my, <laughs> my CBD topical in the locker room, I think that's when, you know, everything will turn. So maybe, you know, start pushing that they buy some of our stuff so the guys feel great, they can recover quicker, and go out there and play the game that they love at a super high level. <laughs> Al, will you send them some? No, nah, I don't know, brother. I don't, I don't know. All right, Al, have a good night and uh, stay safe. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Thanks. Bye. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. If you can plan barbecues and weddings, you can plan to protect yourself from a natural disaster. Sign up for local alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Get ready to laugh and learn. I am Flame Road. I am He, She, We. He cash the check, she make the money, we spend it. And along with my co-host, Lauren Hogan, Laugh and Learn is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest headlines, keeping you informed, inspired, and entertained. You never know what you're going to hear, especially with my mouth. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready to laugh and learn. I am Flame Road. I am He, She, We. He cash the check, she make the money, we spend it. And along with my co-host, Lauren Hogan, Laugh and Learn is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest headlines, keeping you informed, inspired, and entertained. You never know what you're going to hear, especially with my mouth. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, Shadow Fam. This is Catherine McNamara. And it's me, Dominic Sherwood. Have you missed us? Well, you don't have to anymore. Because Kat and I are very excited to announce that we have a brand new podcast called Return Return to to the the Shadows. Shadows. That's right. We are diving back into the show that ended way too soon. We'll be taking you into the fray and delving into every corner of the shadow world. Kat and I will be rewatching every single episode with you, but we will also be bringing on tons of cast and crew to dive into their experiences on set because we know life without them could be a little mundane. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot wait to share this with you. So please join us as we... Listen to Return to the Shadows on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Mike Hart is a physician in Ontario, Canada, and he's emerged as one of the leading medical voices in the cannabis space. Here's our conversation. Hey, Will. Hey, Dr. Mike. How are you? How are you doing? I am good. Yeah, I guess the question, you know, that we really want to ask you about cannabis is how medicinally it can help athletes on a professional level and also just on an amateur level, just people that like to jog and work out and just live an active lifestyle. You know, what are some of the benefits of using cannabis and how can people do it safely? Sure. So uh, it's a great question. And like, you know, a lot of people who work out all the time, especially as you get older, uh, you know, you're going to get some aches and pains. And sometimes that can prevent people from going out and exercising. You know, they don't want to exercise because they're afraid that either during the exercise or after, you know, they're going to have to deal with uh, a ton of pain. Um, and one thing that a lot of people find to be really effective for pain control is CBD oil. And so, you know, I've had a lot of patients that have told, that have told me that, you know, just by using CBD oil, it's allowed them to go back to the gym. It's allowed, and even if it's not necessarily going back to the gym, like it's allowed them to walk their dog longer. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a, a professional athlete. Uh, but definitely, you know, on the professional athlete side, there's a lot of, of athletes who, you know, have been advocating for CBD oil. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of athletes struggle with, and not just, you know, professional athletes, but amateur athletes and everyday people, is sleep. And sleep is so important for your recovery in sports. You know, we know that if you don't sleep well, you know, your well-being is going to drop the next day. You're just not going to have, you know, the energy and, and the endurance that you, you know, would have if you did have a good night's sleep. Just from a physiological uh, standpoint, what does CBD actually do to, you know, you talked about uh, reducing inflammation, uh, helping with chronic pain. How does that actually work? So once you get a, a reduction in, in overall inflammation, then you're going to get a reduction in, in overall pain. Um, like uh, most conditions that a lot of people use CBD for are type of are, uh, a type of uh, arthritis. So anytime you have the word itis in a word, that means inflammation. Okay. So, you know, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, these are all inflammatory conditions. And that's why CBD can be effective for those conditions because, again, it, it, it takes away some of the inflammation. And that's what, you know, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories do. So drugs like Advil, Naproxen, all these different medicines, that's what they're doing as well. It's a non, they're, they're reducing overall inflammation. Once you get a reduction in the inflammation, you get a reduction in the overall pain. Now, THC, though, however, that does work differently. So, you know, because THC is psychoactive and it does make you a little bit high, mm -hmm. what a lot of patients tend to say to me is that, yeah, I can still feel the pain, but it doesn't really bother me. So it's like the pain is, like, dissociated from them. Because if you have pain in your knee, you know, the pain actually isn't in your knee. There's actually a signal that's telling your brain that you're in pain, and that's what THC is blocking. It's blocking that signal. So, you know, people can kind of still feel the pain, but they're not feeling it from their brain because that's associated effect. Uh, and that's why, you know, THC can be, you know, such a potent uh, pain uh, uh, pain medicine. I feel like there's so much just misinformation and conjecture about what CBD and THC can do. I mean, you have people saying it's like a panacea, like it's a wonder drug. But it's it's good to hear from you some specific examples about how it can actually help, especially in this context. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that there's way too much of that in in the industry, unfortunately. And and what we need to do is we just need to you know treat cannabis uh, like any other medicine and hold it to the same standard as any other medicine. And you know if we do that, you know we are going to tease out all the 
you know, therapeutic and medicinal benefits of it. And we also, you know, will find some side effects. Um, you know, that being said, you know, it does seem to be, you know, a very uh, good medicine in terms of the fact that it's, it's very uh, efficacious. It can be, you know, really effective for, you know, a variety of different conditions and compared to, you know, some other uh, pharmaceuticals, it does have, you know, a lower um, safety side effect profile. It does have less side effects. But, you know, like you said, you know, it's not a peninsula and it's not going to cure everything. Uh, and we absolutely, you know, do need to, to use it based upon the best evidence available and not just upon, you know, antidotal evidence or what someone said on, on the Internet. So, you know, I did my own experiment. I definitely partake in cannabis recreationally. I've never really thought of it as um, a medicine. I've never really needed to. Um, but I do run occasionally. I go out running and... I did a little experiment on my own where I ate an edible before I ran. Uh, this is very scientific, by the way, as you can tell. But I, I ate an edible before I went running, um, and I went running How much without can you the edible. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I guess, fifteen milligrams because it was half of a thirty. Okay, cool. And I had a better time running. You know, I was listening to my music. I was, I was, I was going hard. But I do feel. And, you know, maybe this is a placebo effect, but I, I do feel like I felt less sore the next morning. And do you think that that is possible or do you think that was just in my head and you need to, um, you know, be on a stricter regimen or, or do something different than simply to pop an edible before you go work out? Well, first of all, a lot of things definitely affect recovery. So you, know, you have to take that into play. Um, but you know what, like it may have, it may have helped you, but you know, a lot of people are reporting, you know, the same thing that, that you're reporting, uh, as well. So it's something that I think it's, it's worthwhile for, you know, when someone has an experience like you had, you know, to, to like repeat it again. And if you repeat it again and you get the same results, you know, like, Hey, every time, you know, I eat a 15 milligram edible, you know, before I run, uh, I'm less sore the next day. You know, I have a more of an enjoyable experience. You know, the music sounds better. You know, I don't really see any harm in, in continuing and doing that. Yeah, and as far as just consuming cannabis in general, uh, is there a safer way to do it? I mean, I have to assume that uh, smoking it is not as uh, healthy as taking an edible. Um, is, is vaping somewhere in between? Um, yeah, I mean, the safest way to... To ingest cannabis would be uh, as, as an edible because um, we know, you know, there's absolutely no lung damage when, when you do that. Um, and that would be the way that I would, you know, suggest when you start using cannabis. And then in terms of, um, you know, uh, respiratory illness. So in terms of uh, actual marijuana smoke versus tobacco smoke, we know that um, marijuana smoke doesn't cause uh doesn't cause cancer like tobacco smoke. So it doesn't have the cancer-causing agents that tobacco has. But it can still damage your lungs. You can still get chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because of that, it, it, you know, you want to stay away from smoking um, as much as you can. But, you know, I do want to make the point that it doesn't cause lung cancer. Um, when it comes to vaping, uh, I did see one study that showed that vaping versus smoking uh, the people who vape actually contracted less upper respiratory tract infections during the cold season. So, 
And we're not talking about the coronavirus, which is actually a lower respiratory tract infection. We're talking about just common cold, upper respiratory tract infection. So, yeah. You know, people who base seem to have seem to have less of that. And then I should just, you know, I want to make one comment on this just in case, you know, um, some people are, are wondering about, you know, the vaping illness, uh, illness and scare that kind of, you know, faded the past few months. Basically, what they identified in that is that everyone who is high, who's dying from these mysterious vaping illnesses uh, we, were using uh, a vape that had vitamin E acetate in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they identified the exact culprit um, of why these illnesses were occurring. So it's it's really cool to hear this from a medical perspective and appreciate everything you're doing. And thank you so much for making time to talk to us. Well, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Have a great day. And yeah, thanks again. You too. Stay safe. Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Get ready to laugh and learn. I am Flamin' Road. I am He, She, We. He cash the check, she make the money, we spend it. And along with my co-host, Lauren Hogan, Laugh and Learn is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest headlines, keeping you informed, inspired, and entertained. You never know what you're going to hear, especially with my mouth. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eugene Moore was a first-round draft pick who played seven seasons at offensive tackle in the NFL. After he retired, Moore became one of the first professional athletes to speak out on the benefits of cannabis. He helped spearhead research and discussion around how athletes can use cannabis safely in place of drugs like opioids and other painkillers. Here's our conversation. Hello? Hey, Eugene, this is Will from Thrillist. Hey, what's up? Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I know that you are really one of the first NFL players and also one of the first professional athletes in general to start the conversation about cannabis and bring it up and say, you know, maybe this is something that we should rethink as something that's medicinal, that can be beneficial. I came from the perspective of, you know, being on a continual really chase for information. I wasn't a big time marijuana user, but I did... Uh, understand that people are using it in increasing numbers for a lot of the issues that professional athletes deal with, whether it's pain, stress, acute inflammation, uh, the, the go-to, uh, you know, reasons why athletes use pharmaceutical drugs, uh, you know, including sleeping medication. Um, so I saw an opportunity to, for the professional sports, particularly the NFL, to, uh, become, you know, 
much more lenient on their policies. Um, each year you play in the NFL, you compile new injuries and the older injuries become chronic. So what you find is as players age in the league, um, they're taking more medication and uh, require a lot more care to deal with pain and inflammation. Um, and cannabis really showed promise. Uh, many athletes that, that I knew and, and started to ask questions about athletes that were in the locker room setting, at least open about cannabis usage, you know, would always talk about the benefits of, of the cannabis they were consuming. And it, and it really, you know, was only conversations about how, how they needed it, how they could leave the facility after a stressful, painful day and, you know, feel better at night and have a better time with their families. Uh, and, and really help them recover and be ready to do it again the next day. Us to believe that cannabis is, you know, at the very least much safer than the opioid drugs that players are accustomed to receiving from their team doctors. Yeah, and I think, you know, it goes without saying that uh, football, especially at the professional level, is a brutal sport. So how have you been able to implement cannabis um into your own recovery program. I mean, do you suffer from chronic pain? Were you using painkillers and that you've substituted for cannabis in some form? I was an offensive lineman. You, on the offensive line, take the brunt of the punishment and damage every single play. Your job is to crash into guys just as big and bigger than you, and it's an all-out fight for the entire game, let alone all of the repetitions that pile up in practice, whether it's the drill work um, or, or the plays that are ran. Uh, so, yes, I mean, I'm, I've been injured quite a bit. Uh, I've had multiple surgeries on my shoulder and knees and, um, and, and a number of concussions as well. So, so yes, like I, I do suffer from chronic pain and have dealt with it on a daily basis as of late, especially using cannabis um, in many different forms, you know, the options are there for everyone, um, you know, versus the cocktail of uh, Celebrex or Embison and, uh, you know, hydrocodone that was the recipe I was given years ago. Um, you know, we have much healthier options available. So I know that recently, um, NFL owners have they've softened their stance on cannabis use. Uh, what is what is the state of uh, cannabis in the NFL right now? Well, I, I think um, things are positive. Uh, we've had massive movement, and now players can consume cannabis and you know not be you know as concerned as they have been in years. Um, the, the rules are drastically different now. Right. Um, I, I think it's uh, there, there's no suspensions served for a positive. Right. Says. Right. Yeah. So when you look back just a couple years, uh, for example, Chantrell Henderson, who was a player suffering from Crohn's disease and had an off-season surgery where a percentage of his intestines were removed as a result, you know, Chantrell used cannabis, which is one of the best treatment methods for removing that intestinal inflammation. And he was suspended for 10 games for using cannabis, although uh, it had a very positive direct effect 
uh, on his health condition. You know, guys are exploring it. Guys are getting their medical cards uh, or having a family member get a medical card because they think the NFL might find out about it and have a problem still with the rule changes. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a much more open environment and the discussion isn't as taboo as it once was. I love your insight and I'm so glad that we were able to um, get you into this episode. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on and thanks for covering this. Um, you know, although rules have changed, I think it's important that, uh, you know, the focus isn't, isn't you know, isn't taken off because, uh, you know, while the NFL has changed the rules, uh, we do have the collegiate level of sports where, you know, we know players also explore marijuana and uh, those players are subject to the same physical and mental perils as NFL players. And I've got friends who I played college football with who did not go on to the NFL level, but uh, are still dealing with a lot of the same symptoms because, uh, you know, they did the same trauma to their bodies as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know, hopefully that will change soon. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me again. And uh, just uh, reach out anytime. I'd love to work with you guys again. Awesome, Eugene. Thanks so much. And take it easy. I hope you and your family stay safe. I appreciate that, man. Take care. Too. Bye. Same for you. Floyd Landis is a professional cyclist who used cannabis to manage his chronic pain and his depression after some pretty tough years. He's opened up a new CBD company called Floyd's of Leadville, and he's become a major advocate for cannabis use in athletics. Here's our conversation. Hello. Hey, Floyd, this is Will from Thrillist. Hey, Will, what's going on, man? How are you? Not too bad. So, Floyd, you were one of the world's top cyclists in the 2000s, and I feel like a lot of people out there recognize your name, frankly, from your Tour de France win that was subsequently stripped, and your involvement in the PED scandal that followed. Um, you've been pretty open about the years afterwards, dealing with that fallout, dealing with a pretty severe injury also in your early 30s? Yeah, well, it was a long, uh, it was a long journey getting, getting out of, well, I should start by saying, you know, most, or many athletes at least, when they retire, struggle a little just trying to find some kind of, I don't know, a replacement for whatever, you know, high you get from you know, high level competition and training and things like that and something to focus on. And in my case it was compounded by the fact that, you know, my career was kind of cut short early and um I wasn't really ready to give it up and um, then I had to deal with a bunch of litigation and everything else that came with the doping story. So um for me it was it was particularly difficult for a few years. Um and so I did, you know, whatever I felt like I could do to tr- try to stay sane or to replace that. And obviously drinking a lot of alcohol helped. <laughs> sure. Things that aren't necessarily good for you in the long run. Um, I was it, four or five years ago when, when they legalized it in Colorado. Um, and even before that, you know, um, I, I had kind of dabbled in a little bit and found that it helped me with, with anxiety and, and pain management and, the fact is that it really does have real medicinal properties and real real value for, for quality of life for people that are trying to manage pain or anxiety. And, and I was dealing with both of those. And so 
for me, yeah, I wish I had discovered it sooner, but well, I'm, I'm glad I did, that's for sure. Definitely. And, you know, when you when you talk about uh, using cannabis uh, to help with both, you know, your depression and some physiological, you know, your injury problems, what actually did it help with? What did you notice that CBD and, and cannabis was helping you with as opposed to traditional painkillers or therapy or anything like that? So <clears throat> I, I was prescribed narcotics, you know, Vicodin and Norco and a couple other things like that over, over the years when I had injuries and particularly after I had my hip replaced. Um, and those, those worked really well initially. Um, and it, but the problem is if, if you're going through anything else in life that, you know, that's causing you stress, you, you realize pretty quickly that they also help with that yeah. at least <laughs> temporarily. Right. And on a, a more just, everyday management level you know cbd and 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 even small amounts of thc are very very good replacements for over-the-counter painkillers that aren't aren't natural and 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 it you know it doesn't have the same effect on everybody or one out of you know 20 people maybe come back and say they don't experience any benefit from it but mm-hmm. m- most people get some benefit whether it's pain from inflammation management of that or or just anxiety and it helps calm your mind and helps them with sleep really not not because it makes you tired but because kind of helps you just sort of you know calm your thoughts and and fall asleep naturally um so yeah i I don't you know i don't use any any pharmaceutical products or over-the-counter painkillers anymore i'm I'm much happier for it totally so as someone who has performed at one of the highest levels possible for a professional athlete would you personally recommend the use of CBD for <clears throat> chronic pain, for depression, towards younger athletes that might not want to get involved with this for whatever reason because of the stigma attached or whatever. So pain feels worse or it bothers you more when you're not, you know, in, in a manic state and you're more in a depressed state. And, and it, so that in, in that sense that they're all connected, that's the sense that it kind of helps and it's a subtle thing. It's not magic. It doesn't, there's all kinds of crazy claims being made about what CBD does and where most of them are unsubstantiated, but there's enough. If you get enough people to try something, and most of them are, are even skeptical to begin with, and they then they come back and they say, "Look, this stuff does really do all this." Then you have enough information to know that it it does help people on some level. But I, I try not to oversell it. All, all I try to do is say, "Look, just try this." There's a bunch of things that it does for different people. It doesn't do all of these things for all people, but it's worth trying. It's not a huge cost, and as far as we know, there's at reasonable doses there's no risk so that that would be my guidance that i would give to pretty much any athlete i mean it's, i know every athlete out there deals with pain with over-the-counter medication at some point right okay cool look floyd thanks so much for talking man i'm glad that um yeah we got in touch with each other right on man we'll, we'll be around hopefully we'll cross paths again i hope so when all this is over we'll go for a bike ride or yeah. something It'll yeah be fun. No okay <laughs> Alright, take it easy. See you, man. Bye. Okay, I'm about to go out for another run, but before I do, thanks for listening, everyone. I also want to thank the people that helped make this episode happen. Producer Mia Fask, uh, Jim D'Amico, Meg Kirsch, Brett Kushner, Emily Feld, Mangesh Hatakudor from iHeartRadio, and the excellent Dan Byrne who edited and mixed this episode. See you all next week. Please stay safe. Bye. What are you doing
Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. Millions of people have been diagnosed with autism. First came Donald T. in 1943. At the time, autism wasn't even a word that I'm aware of. And we found him seven decades later in Forest, Mississippi. I'm Karen Zucker. And I'm John Donvan. Join us to learn more about Donald's remarkable life. The community that embraced him. And a diagnosis that changed history. Listen to Autism's First Child starting April 14th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Hi, I'm Elliot Kalin, comedian, author, history buff, and host of the Who Was Podcast, a history quiz show based on the best-selling Penguin book series, where kid contestants go toe-to-toe for a chance to win fantastic prizes. From Alexander the Great to Aretha Franklin, we ask only important history questions like, would Genghis Khan shop at Hot Topic? And did Frida Kahlo like soup? Buckle up your brain. Listen to the Who Was Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 